Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Welcome to podcast episode 25 of the Building Heroes podcast. You know, I hear a lot of homeschool mamas saying they are struggling with their mental health. They don't actually say it in those words, but the frustration, the overwhelm of homeschool life is a stress on your mental health for sure. So join me today as we tackle this issue, because how do you even ever have time for yourself when there's so much to do? So I saw this post in a homeschool group last week, and I not only love how articulate she was about her struggle, but that she recognized it and she asked for help. So I want to read this to you because it's pretty good. This is what she said. So I'm just realizing something about myself. I don't know if it's the COVID or if it's that it's the first time I've ever homeschooled, but my mental health is struggling. Between trying to keep up with the kids' work, trying to maintain a schedule, trying to be a mom and do all the mom things as well as all the teacher things, I haven't had two seconds to sit down and create something for myself, something I feel is important. And more than that, I feel like I'm failing Does anyone else struggle with this? Just me? Please tell me I'm not alone. All right, does that sound like you too? She totally isn't alone and she got a lot of responses to that post, letting her know that too. And I absolutely remember feeling like this all the time too, but I was certainly not articulate enough to say that my mental health was struggling. (laughs) I just thought it was me, only me. I thought I wasn't good enough that I couldn't figure this homeschool thing out because I wasn't in it enough, I don't know. I thought that I just had so many things on my plate that I would never get it all done. And there was no one around to help me and my kids and my husband should be recognizing this and stepping in because can't they see I'm drowning here? And I thought I probably was failing because seriously, that to-do list was so long and I could not get it all done. So to this mom and all of you feeling this way, I feel for you and you are not alone. The struggle is real for homeschool moms and I think that COVID undoubtedly exasperates the problem because we really don't have as many outlets as there used to be. Now, if we wanna look at it on the bright side, maybe COVID has helped us a little bit seeing that maybe we can stay home a little more, but for homeschoolers that are new this year, it is a struggle. You know, I do remember feeling so frustrated because I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want to feel like I was failing and I didn't want to feel like I had so much to do. I couldn't do it all. I tried so many things, but none of them really seemed to work. And I truly could not figure out how to get out of that trap that I felt like I was in. The thing is, I put myself there, but I didn't know that. And I didn't really know how to get out of it either. I was definitely a hot mess mama, for sure. I think a big part of it was that I always put everybody else first. And every night I would collapse into bed, exhausted, depressed, angry, blaming. In retrospect, I can see now that, yeah, that was a struggle with my mental health. But I just thought it was because it was everybody else's fault. 
What I didn't know was that because I wasn't taking care of me, that it caused me to think some things that made me feel pretty lousy and keep me stuck. I also didn't take care of me because I truly did not think I had time because I had so many other people to take care of. I wanted to be a good wife and mom, but seriously, I could not keep that life up. So I tried to figure out how to solve this problem, but mostly the solutions I found were outside of me thinking things like, oh, if only my husband would help out more. Of course, I didn't even actually think to ask him, or if I did, I didn't want to because I already knew he was busy too, but I kind of just kept figuring, oh, he should know. <laughs> now I did run across the idea that I should do some things to take care of me. You know, we hear that a lot. <laughs> I had heard about this idea of having a power hour, but seriously, as a homeschool mom with a bunch of little kids, who's got time for that, <laughs> you know? And I kept thinking, okay, when the kids get a little older or somehow I'll make time for this, this power hour that it would just pop up and I'd be able to do it. But no, that was never going to happen unless I actually prioritized it and I didn't. I couldn't prioritize it because I didn't think I had time. So I just stayed in this struggle cycle. And this is kind of how it goes. Tons of stuff to do. You're struggling to do it all. You try to change things up, make new systems, feel a little bit motivated. It works for a few weeks, but then you cannot seem to sustain it. You mess up and then you feel like you failed. So why do I even try? So you go back to struggle. The biggest problem was I didn't know what I didn't know. Well, it's deep, right? <laughs> but you don't know what you don't know because you don't know it, right? I literally did not know how to make these changes. I did not know how to get it out of this cycle. I didn't know that it was me keeping me where I was and stopping myself from changing. I thought it was everyone else and my circumstances, and there was always good reasons why nothing ever seemed to work. I literally read hundreds of self-help books, or at least over a hundred, but I actually never got around to implementing anything from the books because I knew what to do, but I just couldn't make myself do it because I was stuck. You know, one of the things in all these books that did keep popping up a lot was the fact that I really did need to take time for self-care. Problem was, is I thought it would take way too long. And also I'm somebody who doesn't like to sit still. So I was like, I don't want to take a long, hot bath. That sounds boring. <laughs> or, or go get a manicure. Um, now, there's nothing wrong with taking a long hot bath, and I actually do like taking those sometimes, but at the time, I did not have a bathtub, except for in the kids' bathroom, which was shared by seven children, and so you can imagine why I probably didn't want to take a bath in there. <laughs> so, um, there's also nothing wrong with getting a manicure either, except that I felt like they were way too expensive, and I had to spend every last dollar I had on everybody else other than me, you know? I also figured, well, they're just going to chip off in a day too, because I'm washing so many dishes. So I kind of set that idea aside thinking, yeah, I don't need that. 
But what I realized was, is that self-care is really not quite the same as self-indulgence. And I'm not saying that self-indulgence is a bad thing, but self-indulgence is really just doing things that you like and they feel good for your body, which is nice. And it can be a form of self-care, but the effects aren't so long lasting because like a manicure is great, but you're only going to get that like once every few months or years, if you're me. Um, you know, and it may perk you up when you're getting it, but it's not going to keep going. What I realized is that the best form of self-care is doing the things that are going to help you feel more empowered to take on the day and handle the day. It's, it's the things that you do to power up inside internally. So what does that look like for me? I had to start prioritizing, taking time every day to put good thoughts in my head. Those thoughts in my head were controlling me and making me feel terrible because I thought I didn't measure up. And so I needed to start putting good thoughts in my head with, say, music, reading good books and scripture, and even saying affirmations to myself. I didn't ever do this regularly because I didn't think I could because I didn't have that power hour. And I rationalized that I was just going to wait till I did. It also looks like actually taking care of your body and giving things to your body that's going to help your body feel more energy, more power. You know, I, and it's stuff like I had to figure out how to start going to bed earlier. I was staying up so late thinking, oh, me time. But really all I was doing was making myself really tired and grumpy the next morning. So I wasn't the mom that I wanted to be. And it also looks like exercising because that gives you more energy. It looks like drinking more water, eating good foods. I wasn't doing all that and I felt miserable. I just didn't think I had the time. And also, you know, as the mom, I had to make sure everybody else was taking good care of their body. Now, why didn't I think about, oh yeah, I probably should too. Um, another thing is, that it looks like powering up is really taking time to be alone with my thoughts and then processing them to, and figuring out what it is I'm really thinking, you know, is, are my thoughts serving me and helping me feel empowered for the day or are they dragging me down? So journaling and planning and deciding what it is that I really wanted was so helpful too. I used to feel like every single day I would roll out of bed already behind and I would go hop on my giant hamster wheel and just start running the entire day always just running from one fire to the next it's exhausting you know it, and it was mostly just because I didn't really know what I it was that I wanted I had no purpose or direction to go towards I was just trying to survive and that's a hard way to live you know, I didn't intentionally decide what I wanted my home, my homeschool, and my own life to look and feel like. I didn't decide that. So instead, I ended up just filling my life up with busyness to make sure everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. Now, it is interesting because I do think that moms have so many good things to be doing. And really, a lot of them we can't cut out. <laughs> You know, we have so many great intentions and good desires and, and we are busy, but I also think maybe part of that is because if, well, let's put it like this. We are such capable, capable women. And if we didn't have too much to do, I'm not sure. I, I think we would probably just only 
rely on our own strengths. And maybe we would never turn to other people for help. Maybe we'd never turn to God for help if we could do everything ourselves. Because I was wondering, it's like, why do I have so much to do as a mom? And I think that might be why, to maybe humble ourselves a little bit and reach out for help. So with all this self-care stuff, there, you know, I just thought I couldn't do it because I didn't have time, but there really was a deeper reason I didn't do any of this. And it's not truly because I was too busy to do it. It was just that I didn't prioritize me over everyone else's needs because I thought it was selfish. I truly thought it would be selfish to spend any time or money on me. Now, when I did try to do some of these things, because I knew it would be good for me, I would start doing them, but inevitably I would fail and I would stop because that was the old pattern I was in. And it is really hard to change to a new pattern. And then the problem is when I would fail, I would beat myself up and I would feel like I was a failure. And as I kept repeating this pattern of trying and failing, I believed more and more that I wasn't worth it. I was a failure and not worth taking care of. And it's not that I couldn't make the time. It's just that I didn't, you know, I just thought everything and everyone else was more important. And if I was just going to fail in myself anyway, why try? And that's a hard way to live. I could keep trying and failing, but it was never going to change anything until I chose to decide that I am a valuable human being. I had to consciously choose to decide that. And I had to consciously choose to decide that I was a good person. Even if I messed up sometimes, even if I kept trying and failing, I was still a good person. And I had to decide that I was worth finding a way to spend time to power up each day and keep doing it. I totally knew I was gonna fail though if I was gonna start for a power hour in the morning <laughs> because that's a really long time. I don't even think I could stay focused that long <laughs> on almost anything. So I decided that just five intentional minutes a day would be way better than nothing. And it didn't even have to look perfect either. You know, when my kids were little and I was still so tired, I could not get up before them. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Or at least that's what I thought, right? Uh, but I did find that I could spend five minutes in the bathroom, at least listening to my scriptures to power me up for the day. And sure, maybe the kids were banging on the door sometimes, but I could do that. And as I started to get consistent with that, I found that I could add more and more to my morning routine to help me get into a better mental space for the day. I could say a prayer in the morning. I could journal. I could start actually making plans and decide what it is that I want instead of just focusing on all the things I didn't want. And I could do this without feeling selfish because I knew that I was a good person and I did have good desires in my heart because I wanted to make my family's life better. And if I'm in a good place, that's really going to help my whole family. <laughs> so soon I decided I should try actually exercising. And then from there, I just changed my diet and I got better and better at self-care. Now, it doesn't mean I'm perfect at it or anything, but it changed everything when I was able to start my day off with the intention of putting myself into a good mental state. And it didn't have to look perfect and it didn't have to take a lot of time. 
It's a choice. Now, I'm in such a better place now than I was, say, 15 years ago with a whole bunch of little kids. But it wasn't an overnight change either. You know, when I started working on all this stuff, it was definitely a process. And I think homeschool really helps shine the light on where we need to change as parents more so than if our kids were going off at school because we can hide our weaknesses a little better if, if they're not always watching you. And I can tell you that kids are a huge motivation for changing and a huge why, you know, powerful why to help you change. With the tiny habits, the little things, they all start adding up and life became so much better for me. So now after 20 years of homeschooling, I finally am feeling like I have a reasonable rhythm where I don't feel like a hot mess every day. And I mean, I, I felt like this for a while. I don't want to say it's going to take you 20 years either, but it's the little things. And even when I started just doing the little things, just that little change made such a difference in how I felt every day. And I think it is because I started to prioritize my own self-care and ask, what is it that I can do every day? The most important thing for me to do this day to power up, because it's all going to be different for each one of us. For me, I just kept getting the thought, I got to read my scriptures every day. And I kept rationalizing away and saying, you don't have time for that. You know, you would like to sit down and open up your your book and your journal and your study guide and do it perfectly, well, that wasn't going to happen. And so I wouldn't do it. So I had to let go of that idea of perfection. So for each one of you, there is definitely something that you could add in or take out of your life right now that's going to help you power up for the day each day intentionally. And if you can start or stop doing that, it's going to help you and it's going to shift things and make things better for you. Okay, so it's interesting because most moms and especially homeschool moms feel like they are failing at some time or another. And sometimes when it's really, you're in a really big struggle, you feel like it all the time. And even after homeschooling for 20 years, I still feel like this periodically, but have to remind myself, I am not failing because I'm on the path. I am trying to become better, but I don't have to do it perfectly. So if you've been feeling like you're failing your kids, it does not mean anything is wrong with you. It just means that you probably follow the call to action to do something uncomfortable like oh have kids or homeschool them you know it's uncomfortable because you've never done it before <laughs> and, and even if you've been doing it for a while it keeps changing <laughs> so you have to keep adjusting right so if you've hit a point where you feel the struggle you feel the feelings of failure it really just means you have an opportunity to learn something new in order to get around the obstacle and keep progressing on the path. And you're not failing your kids, you're showing them how to navigate the path, how to get around the obstacles, if you can frame it in that light. 
You know, for some odd reason, I don't know why we think this. I totally think this all the time, but I have to catch myself. When we try something new or when life circumstances shift and we go into a new phase, we tend to think that it's all going to go perfectly and that it should go perfectly. And if it doesn't go perfectly, there must be something wrong with us. We totally do that. Um, even, even, you know, as I almost wonder too if it's worse when we have made great plans and we totally think we know it's going to have how it's going to go. And then we try it and it doesn't go like that. We think, but I planned all this. It should have gone better. You know, there, it doesn't matter how good your plans are. There's always going to be something unexpected popping up and it doesn't mean you're failing. You're, you know, if you're going to hit an obstacle, something's going to be hard. It just means you are on the adventure of the hero's journey. And like I said, that is why I love the hero's journey so much is because it gives us that predictable pat pattern. You know, if we run into an obstacle in our life and we're struggling, we can reframe that and say, oh yeah, this is an obstacle. I'm on the path. This is great. Cause it just means I can learn something new and become better. And then I can keep progressing on the path. And as we learn from the obstacle and lead the way, we're just teaching our children important life skills. So to all of you moms out there who are struggling with the overwhelm, the frustration of homeschool life, you're not failing. You are doing great and you are worth taking care of. And it doesn't even have to be a long time every single day. I do remember though, when I was going through these first years of homeschooling and I was struggling so much and feeling so frustrated, so overwhelmed, so angry, you know, I did feel alone. And, and I think that we often do. And I thought I must be the only one not smart enough to be able to figure this out. And at the same time, I was like, I'm, I'm reasonably smart. Why can't I figure this out? You know, but once I started my journey to see how I could improve, I started finding other people who were on the same path and it became a lot easier because we were never meant to take our journeys alone. So that's why about a year ago, I created the Heroes Journey membership. And it's because I know what it feels like to be alone in your struggles, but I also know what it feels like to be progressing on your path. And that feels really good. And that's why I built this because I really want to create a community to help support other amazing moms who want to build heroes in their home and they want to keep progressing on their path. But when they hit the struggles, they'll know they're not alone. I do envision thousands of like-minded moms all gathered together in our community, sharing together and practicing moving forward on our journey every month. And we cheer each other along as well. And we're not alone and we don't feel alone and we feel like we belong and we gather together each on our own individual paths, but collectively we're building heroes in our homes who will stand for good, which we certainly need more of in this crazy world. So I hope you're going to check out the membership as I'm relaunching it really soon. I'm super excited about it. It's got lots of upgrades. It's got a path of progress. And it's got help and support for the struggles and community. So if you want to find out more, go ahead and email me at info at buildingheroesacademy.com or check out the website at buildingheroesacademy.com. In the meantime, 
do remember that you don't have to stay stuck in the no time for mom cycle. There is a way out and it seems completely contradictory, but what it really is, is setting aside a little bit of time for you to power up for the day and decide what it is that you really want to focus on. And as you do that, you're going to find that gradually things are going to get better and you are going to have more time. So signing off till next time. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.